Hi everyone, I'm your host, Emily Knight, owner and founder of Knight Fit LLC. I'm a hybrid personal trainer who specializes in helping runners become even faster and stronger. On this podcast, we talk about all things health and fitness so that you can stay up to date on some of today's latest research. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Night Fit Podcast. Happy Friday and happy bonus episode. Um, I wanted to do just a little quick fun bonus episode for you guys because I did a poll this week on your running hot takes. So basically opinions you have on running, it could be literally related to any aspect of running that are, you know, uh, not popular beliefs or are personal to you, just any hot take that you might have um, when it comes to running. And I I found a lot of fun, really fun ones. And I wasn't sure if I'd get enough unique ones to do a whole episode on it, but I did. And I just wanted to put them in a podcast because I think it's so fun to hear what other runners think and just other, other running opinions. Um, And these are just some really fun ones. So I wanted to share the hot takes and then I'll just talk a little bit about each of them uh, in my opinion on these hot takes. And yeah, and then it's just kind of fun for you guys to listen to what other runners out there um, are thinking and feeling and just doing all around. Um, And maybe you won't feel so alone in some of your own running habits, if you will. Um, But just for a little context, it's uh, I'm recording this on Friday because I wanted to be sure to collect enough um, different hot takes from you guys. So I did do a couple polls. Um, And with that too, I'm sitting uh, in the podcast studio. I have a window cracked and there's a nice breeze coming in. It's um, a really warm day for Minnesota, Uh, unseasonably warm March. I guess now it's March 1st. Happy March with that too. Um, And we had a really warm February and I'm not disappointed about any of this because I'm getting married next month. Woohoo! And I'm providing this context because, yeah, I'm in a good mood. And sometimes it's fun when you're listening to a podcast just to hear a little bit about what's going on in the background of the episode. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm letting the breeze come in through the window, just relaxing, and I'm about to share these hot takes with you. So without further ado, um, let's get into it. So hot take number one, I leave my clothes and pick them up later. Um, I relate to this on so many levels, especially in Minnesota, because it's one, super cold in the winter, and then two, really hot in the summers. And so more times than not, I am overdressed and have to leave articles of clothing in hidden spots and come back to get them. Um, for me, this is largely like hats and mittens and coats. Um, and sometimes if it's a really nice Uh, article of clothing, I just, um, I can't leave it or I have to hide it really well because I can't afford to lose it. Um, And I'm not going to lie, I've definitely had things taken when I've left them in certain places. So just have to be really careful of that. But that is a hot take that I think actually a lot of us relate to. In fact, it's actually something people do when they do races. They literally wear clothing they can throw and chuck. And um, however, I think this hot take was more in relation to regular runs where you just kind of hide items in the woods. So if you're someone who tends to do that, uh, you're not alone. Uh, we runners, us runners, I don't, I should know that I'm a grammar freak, but, um, we leave items, uh, that we can't, or we get too hot for, and we just hide them. So that hot take is so common and they ought to invent something or like 
I don't know, some article of clothing that transforms into be less, I guess you could say, but then it would just be like rolling up your sleeves. Um, so yeah, leaving clothing and coming back to get them. Hot take number two, I would rather run in 90 degrees than 20 degrees. Um, I think this is a good one. Um, however, I think there's a lot of people who would agree. I think it really depends on where you grow up. I would rather run in 20 degrees because I grew up in Minnesota and the heat, I just don't fare well with. And honestly, like it's very individual to the person. Some people can do really hot environments and some people can't at all. For me, um, I, I would just rather wear layers and be in 20 degrees than be like, have trouble breathing and just be sweating profusely because it's so hot. Um, if you're out there and you prefer the cold, the heat, um, send me a DM on why, because honestly, like I just struggle with that, but yeah, I'm from Minnesota. So I'd rather layer up a ton. And I think just some insight too, like it's better to keep your muscles warm than cold. So it's a good thing to have really hot muscles as opposed to cold muscles when you're running just because of injuries. But with that too, um, you don't want to have heat exhaustion or be too dehydrated. So there's wins and losses on both ends of the spectrum. Um, but I would just rather layer, layer, layer all day. So that's another hot take. Um, the next hot take, hot take number three, is that this individual has only pretty much run on the treadmill their entire running career and doesn't like to run outside. Uh, this one I thought was super funny. Um, and actually, I know I've known people throughout my life that are like this, that literally prefer the treadmill um, and have like constantly preferred the treadmill. When I was in college, there was a professor that I had, um, and she her she loved talking about running, and she didn't even know that I ran, but um, she just would always say, like, yeah, I'm a runner. Like, I was up before class running, and she made a point to share that. And I'm not saying there's any shame on that because I think a lot of runners tend to talk about their running and their running habits, but this professor would uh, emphasize that she literally only ever, only ever ran on the treadmill. And I just remember that. And it, the fact that it sticks out in my memory means that it was, um, to me, very unique. And if you prefer to run on the treadmill, that's great. Like, that's do you. Like, if you hate running outside, do you. I I prefer outside 10, 10 times out of 10. Um, I would not prefer the treadmill. I don't hate the treadmill. Um, I think it's useful, especially when it's, you know, weather's not ideal or, um, if you need to set certain speeds or inclines or wh what have you, but, um, I am an outdoor runner through and through. And so this stat kind of made me laugh. Um, and to think like your whole running career, you're running on the treadmill. I think that's super interesting. Um, if that's also you just know you're not alone then because there are other runners out there who are treadmill, treadmill folks. Um, yeah. Hot take number four, zone training is dumb or I just don't, I just don't do it. I think, it, um, this one I do agree with. Uh, and I think, well, I don't agree per se. I just think hyper-focusing on zone training can make running more complicated than it needs to be. There's something to be said about strategy, right? Like having the appropriate strategy so that you actually improve and, um, perform. I just think that it's better to learn where your zones are intrinsically and inherently as opposed to trying to match what a calculation says you should be running in um, heart rate wise. So for example, you should know how your easy runs feel 
versus how your hard runs feel. And you should know that without having to try. Like you should practice learning and knowing what those paces feel like so that when you step out to train, if you didn't have a watch or if you um, truly want to understand your body, you can read those signals from whether it's how you're breathing or your exertion levels. Um, You should know that. And so this uh, hot take, I actually do kind of agree with. I think it's best to actually understand what your zones feel like and just learn how to use them to your advantage. Um, With that said, though, I think zone training can be super helpful if you're learning how to run so that you can understand what easy runs really are and what, you know, speed days really are and things like that. I think it can be a really useful tool when you're learning and trying to understand. And um, don't even get me wrong, sometimes I still use zone training in my own experience and I've been running for four years. Um, I just think, yeah, I think there's pros to it and there's cons. And I think the best approach is to over time, learn how to run in the different zones without needing to hyper-focus on it. But I think it's a useful tool. Next hot take. I never have water on runs. (laughs) You know, I actually kind of relate to this one. Hold on. I'm actually taking a sip of water. Um, I kind of relate to this one. I, I can go a long time without water. Um, and before you come at me, every runner is different and every runner has practiced different things and learned different things and is built up to different spots. Um, so I actually kind of agree with this one because I can go a pretty decent amount of time without water. And that being said, I always start a water, a run (laughs) very hydrated. Um, I am a, electrolyte water fiend. I am just pounding water and electrolytes like all day. And so for me to get dehydrated, it takes a lot because I'm just constantly drinking water and fluids. Um, and so going into a run, I can usually get through most of my runs. If it's a really long run though, I usually get, take some sips of water. Um, however, I can't also, like if I try to drink a ton of water on a run, I get cramps and it, um, it doesn't always sit well. I can feel it in my stomach because I have a hypersensitive stomach. Um, so this one I kind of get, and I think a lot of runners do, and I think there's a lot of shame around it. I think a lot of people come at you if you're like, oh, I can go a long time without water or like stop stop trying to flex the fact that you don't have to drink water. It's like, well, everyone's different. Like some, It's so unique to each runner, and there are so many runners out there that can go a long time without water, and I'm one of those people because I'm hydrating so often. I think if you're newer to running, this needs, you need to be more cautious of this. Or if you don't consume as much water as I do on a regular basis, or you're more prone to dehydration, or you live in a really hot environment, or you tend to sweat and um, release more salt in your sweat more often, there are so many different factors that can play into that. But for me, um, I am a sweaty person. However, I'm not a salty sweater, not really. And I drink a ton of water. So not to belabor the point, but I actually kind of agree with that one. Hot take number six, I run fasted very often. Uh, This one I get, but also think can be risky. So fasted running is all fine. Um, It's fine until you hit like, and I don't want to generalize anything, but I would say you can usually do up to like four miles or 30 minutes um, without having to worry too much about food. I think once you pass the 30 
even to 45 minute mark, it's really important that you get something in your stomach because fasted running is just harder on the body, especially, especially if you're trying to perform. Um, if you don't have anything in the tank and you're trying to progress in your running, it can be really hard to get better when you're uh, running fasted often. And so I think if you do this every single time you run, no matter the distance, that's not the best approach. But I think if you do it on occasion or like for short, really short runs or whatever it might be, um, that's fine. I think also if you know, you could literally Google is there benefit to running fasted and you will find some articles that say yes. So I think, and like some, some experts, some running experts actually think you should train some of your long runs fasted because it teaches your body to use, to use fat uh, for fuel and to tap into different resources for energy. Um, however, those things aren't necessarily true, especially I would say for women. Um, you just have to be more careful when thinking about the female anatomy and um, the reproductive system and all that stuff. So I just think it's a really dicey one. Um, I respect the fact that you shared this because people will come at you for this. Um, I think it's just hard because it is so individual. And even like what I've learned about this community is that no matter what your stance on something is, someone will have something to say about it. Someone will have something to remark about it. So especially with something like I prefer and tend to run fasted more often, there will be people who are like, that's really dumb. Uh, you should never do that. And there will be people who say, I do that all the time. It's fine. Um, and truth be told, there are, there are true parts to both sides. There are people who have been running fasted for years and have had no negative effects because that's just how their body is. And that, that's fact. Before you disagree with me, that's fact. There are people who do this and have been doing this. However, it's not necessarily good for you to do long-term if you're a different person. So yeah, thanks for sharing that one. I kind of go back and forth on that one. I have different opinions depending on the distance, the length of time, etc. I would say more times than not, it's better to have a snack. Um, but you know, I'm not going to tell you how to live um, if it's working for you. So number seven, I prefer to run at night. I like this one. However, I um, I always run in the morning um, and that's just out of preference. But like, honestly, I would, I feel like if I went for a run at night, I would feel amazing. Um, and not even at night, maybe evening, late afternoon, I would feel amazing because it's my body's warmed up. My muscles are looser. Um, I've had more to eat throughout the day. I'm energized and relaxed. Um, however, I would have to space out my meals very strategically because indigestion is a huge thing for me. So, but yeah, I mean, I get that one because I think running at night, um, the thing I love about running in the morning is the sunrise and the peace of the day and the calmness and starting and setting the tone for the day. Running at night would be a good way to kind of wrap things up. So you could see both ends of the spectrum. It'd be like, starting your day or kind of finishing it off before dinner or after dinner, or, you know, I probably couldn't do it after dinner, but however you might do it, maybe you're running with the stars with your partner, like who knows? Um, I get that. That's a good one. Um, I think that's actually fairly common. There's a lot of people that run at night, um, as opposed to the morning. So go you. Just took a sip of an electrolyte drink because Hashtag hydration. Okay. Next hot take. I run without music and prefer silence. I like this one. This one's unique. 
Um, this is kind of a trend right now, actually, to run with silence. I think um, it's, well, first of all, I think we're learning more about what damage headphones can do to your ears because they can do a lot of damage, um, especially the next generation. I am very afraid for them. We have music blaring in our ears and that if, <laughs> eventually will be detrimental. But I think this one more has to do with like the peace of being in solitude and listening to nature. Now, if you're running on the treadmill, that one, <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing this person meant outside, but if you're always running on the treadmill, this one would be really hard for me unless there was like a TV right in front of me. I just think it, the p sound of the treadmill would really just get old. Um, or just the people in the gym around you, I think could get old or, or the silence of your home gym or wherever your treadmill is would just be kind of boring. Um, when you're outside, it's a whole different ball game because you have nature, you have distractions, you have the environment around you. And that I could do that. I could do a lot actually, because I love nature and I love being outside. Um, I love running in new environments, new trails, new cities, whatever it might be. So this one I actually get, um, and it's actually very therapeutic because when you have music in, even music for me can be therapeutic, but when you don't have music in, you're kind of forced to just be in tune with what's around you and just, yeah, just relax. So I really like that one actually. Okay. Next hot take is long runs are the best runs. This one I actually also agree with. I personally love long runs. Um, they're my favorite runs because usually you're at an easy pace unless it's a long run workout, but, um, even then it's still kind of fun, but I just love the therapeutic nature of a long run. It's kind of like a long walk, but you're seeing more, um, within that time frame, and you can sometimes do them with other people, but, um, long runs for me are just like, just time to think and enjoy myself and take my time. Um, I actually like scheduled time out in the week because I'm, I'm lucky I'm able to do that, uh, to just have that time with myself. Whereas like during the rest of the week, my long runs are, I mean, my workouts are r more rushed because I have so much going on. I do my long runs on the weekend and it's like therapy. It's just, and it's peaceful and it's fun. Um, so I just, I love and look forward to them. So this one totally agree with, uh, I think a lot of people <laughs> might not, but, um, I love that one. Next hot take is I like running alone, not in groups. This one, I'm with you. I prefer running alone 100% of the time, 100% of the time. Um, I do. I just started a run club though. So not saying I don't like running with other people. And I think there's so much joy to be shared in running in groups. However, I think there's a certain solitude and appreciation for running that you get when you're doing it alone. Um, I just love... I love the time. Uh, I spend my whole day working for other people and I think most of us do. And so that time by myself is really valuable to me. And I don't get that time, you know, when, once you have a partner, once you're working toward marriage and eventually a family, like that time is really valuable, that time for yourself. And so running alone to me is kind of like, it's how I do something for me every day. Whereas like, I might not like literally the rest of the day, I don't do much for myself at all. Um, so that time for me is important. And I think a lot of people don't take enough time for themselves. And that, that comes back to bite you in the butt. 
I'm not saying you should take a ton of time for yourself every day, but taking some time for you is really important for your mental health and just your happiness. And so, yeah, I like running alone too. I'm with you on that one. And I think with that, I just want to say like running in groups is valuable. And if you don't have a running group or someone you like to run with or know anyone, it's it's a worthwhile thing to reach out and find someone to run with once in a while because connecting over running is really powerful. And that's why this running community is so amazing is we're sharing this passion for running together and having someone directly with you that you can share that with is also really powerful. So I would encourage that for sure. Um, there's so much joy in that. So definitely give it a shot. Next hot take is I don't actually like racing. Uh, me either. Um, I'm actually not a competitive person at all. (laughs) Surprisingly, only person I'm competitive with is myself. Um, I don't like racing against other people. And so when I'm put in that environment where I have to be competitive with others, I actually struggle a lot. I'm really good at pushing myself against my past, like improving constantly in progression. That's a whole different thing to me. Um, and I'm really good at that, but like, I don't like racing either. And so that's why I like haven't raced in a while. Um, I just don't love it. I like running for the sake of running. And I think there's a lot of people out there that do. I think you can be a runner and like see yourself as a competitive runner or like a good or great runner without ever racing. Truly. I think that, and I think you don't have to ever train for anything or be training for anything to be considered a runner ever. So that one I really like, um, and relate to this one, (laughs) this next one makes me laugh. Um, I literally always go potty on the side of the road. I get it. (laughs) I get it. Um, the number of times I've had accidents on a run, I'm not proud to share. However, I, think it's best to know where the local potties are, port potties, gas stations, grocery stores, you name it. I always shoot for a grocery store, gas station, or port potty Those are my go-tos. I try to find public spaces that are safe. It's, you know, it's, it can be risky. Uh, you just, you have to know where you are. So if you're at a park and there's like a park bathroom, know if that park is safe. Know if that bathroom is safe. That's like my one precaution I just want to put out there because with everything that's happening today, um, you got to be careful. And so grocery stores and gas stations, usually a pretty decent bet. Make sure the gas station is safe and the grocery store with that. I just want to add that. Um, if people know you're running and can tell that you are stopping mid run or workout, it kind of, I don't want to say puts you at risk, but like people, not everyone's nice out there. And so you just have to like put off like an energy, like you're going back to your car or you're with someone. Just, just be safe. Um, but the whole potty on the side of the road thing, I think most runners would be lying if they said they've never had to have an emergency. So (laughs) that one I get, um, it's always better. It's more sanitary to find a restroom, but you know, I'm not, I'm with you. It happens. Um, but yeah, I would say try not to make a habit out of it if you, if you don't have to. Um, but yeah. Okay. Next one. I'd rather be up early to run than out late to party every day. I agree with this one all day, every day. I am not a partier. Um, 
I've had my days. I had my time. I did my time. That sounds like, I would, yeah, it sounds like prison, but, um, I did my time. I paid my dues and now I, I don't like to party at all. I would much rather be in bed by nine every day of the week forever. And <laughs> that's not necessarily true, but you get what I'm saying. Like I, I just don't, I don't love to party. It's not my thing. Um, I'd rather, I get so excited to wake up early and run. I think a lot of people do. And this one is just very prevalent in the running community. Um, cause running is, it keeps you disciplined. It keeps you motivated. It keeps you on top of your stuff. It's a great way to start the day. Um, yeah. And running also takes like, you have to have you, if you want to keep running for a long time, you have to have the right amount of sleep and energy. And if you're hungover or whatever, you're not going to end up being a great runner just because that'll hurt your performance over time. So I think that's very common in the running community. Um, and it's overrated to be out really late and hungover and sick and what, whatever. Um, so yeah. Um, all right. What's the next one? All right. I'm going to stick with two more so that we can wrap this up in decent time. Um, the next one is I, I need to date a runner only. (laughs) Well, you know, this one's all preferential. If that's, if that's your type of thing, cool beans, follow your heart, um, do what makes you happy. Um, I personally, I'm actually, I hold the opposite opinion just because I'm already in love with running enough. Um, that I think it kind of helps balance me out to be with someone that doesn't run a ton, if that makes sense. Because if I were with someone that ran as much as I did, I think it could just be, it would just turn into like a very selfish thing because we'd just be running and training and all the time. Um, and that can be dangerous when you're thinking about starting a family and you have children and all that kind of stuff. So it, it really balances me out that I'm with someone that doesn't have that passion. Um, that being said, you know, he has passions of his own. He's a hunter fisherman and that's a whole different ball game, but we really do balance each other out and having your own passions and hobbies is really, really wise. Um, if you share all the same passions and hobbies with your partner, it can actually be, it can be invasive. Um, it's important to have time for yourself and your own interests. Um, and studies show that. So having your own interests and hobbies and passions and motivations is important. Not saying it's bad to share one with your partner. If you and your partner love to run together, that's amazing. And honestly, you should share some passion. So if that's the thing that you share, that's excellent. And if you want to be with someone who shares that with you, that's excellent. Follow your heart. Um, I'm happy for you. There's so many different opinions on that. So yeah. And last running hot take is running, running hunger is kind of (laughs) annoying. I, yes, it is. Um, but I mean, it's great that we get to eat and enjoy food and all that stuff. However, being constantly hungry all the time can, it can be hard. Um, and that's what cardio in general, not just running does to you is it does make you more hungry. Um, and like needing to make sure we fuel ourselves is important. And I think if you're new to running or you're building up your mileage or whatever, and you're way hungrier than you used to be, uh, that can be actually very hard to navigate. So I totally understand that. Um, all I'll say is don't fear it. Just do like, listen to your body and feed yourself and listen to your cues. Um, and the more you run to your body will adapt. However, you will stay more hungry if you continue running. So just like being aware of that and 
striking a balance of how much you run versus how much you strength train to find a happy medium where you're not like famished all the time. If you're running excessively, you'll be way more hungry. Um, but yeah, no, that one I get, it can be hard for sure. So you're not alone. Okay. Um, that wraps it up for the hot takes for the day. I didn't want to drone on and on. Um, I hope you like these. I thought they were fun to read. And I think it kind of unites all of us runners to hear all these different perspectives. Um, if you enjoyed this, make sure you give the podcast a follow and a rating. I love seeing what you guys think and feel about the pod. Um, make sure you follow me on Instagram at night double underscore fit. And with that too, check out all the in-app programs I have on my website, nightfitfast.com. They're amazing and they're um, selling pretty quickly these days. So um, limited spots are available on some of the programs. So if that interests you, be sure to check it out. I also am looking for just a couple more uh, one-on-one clients. Um, I specialize in helping female runners get faster and stronger and just perform better. Even if you're a beginner or you're a seasoned athlete, I work with all different levels of runners uh, one-on-one. So just submit a consultation. Let's chat and see if you're a good fit. With that being said, I appreciate you jumping on. I hope you have an amazing weekend um, and I hope you enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for the next one.